Hi everyone, you're listening to a Tavern of the Kikak Warriors podcast. On this edition, we are going to be previewing the 2016 K-League Classic season. Joining me, Tim Lee, is Tim Suk Yang from Tavern Studio, Connecticut. Hello. And Jay Chi from Tavern Studio, Texas. Howdy. Um, so, four months after Chumbuk Hyundai won the, uh, their second consecutive K-League Classic title, they have bolstered their squad and looking for a third consecutive championship, as well as having their sights set on the Asian Champions League. So I'm wondering, everyone, what your thoughts are on Chumbuk on their on the big uh, spending spree on their prospects for this season. Let's just get the conversation open and see where it takes us. Well, I mean, certainly it makes them, I think, go from strength to strength. And I think a lot of people are still thinking that they'll still be a, a pretty heavy favorites to win the league again. But I think it will be a little interesting because I think Choi kang has made it no secret that his desire is to win the ACL. ACL. And so yeah. I'm curious if, if again, he made the, the comparison last year about if he has to pick which rabbit to chase, he'd pick the ACL. I wonder if that's again happens this year. Maybe Seoul pushes him a little harder than Suwon did last year. So it could be interesting to see how they do. Yeah, I think given their incredible depth attacking, you know, they... Even if even if they're like mainly chasing the ACL, they still have an incredibly strong B team. So yeah, I think Chumbuk's Chumbuk's easily the favorite to win the league. But um, now we gotta talk about how bad their defense is. Okay, yeah. Well, this was this was a glaring thing that we saw in the ACL with yeah. Kim Gihi suddenly transferring over to uh, Hangzhou Greentown, right? And now it leaves Kim Young Il. But then what they have to do is is kind of find another player to play beside Kim Kim Young Il. And so what they've done is shoehorn Chen Nam's defensive mid in Jungun into defense into center back, but in the first two ACL games we saw it was, you know, it was quite easy to get past them, and there wasn't you know any real leadership in the back line. So it could be worrying, especially you know for a team who's prided themselves on building a lot of depth in every position. Uh, suddenly they're left with a, a glaring hole in center back and nothing to to patch it up with. So. Yeah, I think the defense certainly will be... I think in the K-League, it will be maybe a slightly less of an issue because oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you feel like yeah. their attacking quality will be enough either just to do the, the outscore, like you score one, we'll score two or three. Right. And also maybe they'll have enough talent on the attacking side to keep the defense under off from being under pressure because K-League teams don't, like the National League, don't really counterattack that well. So <laughs> Yeah. So that's it'll be less an issue there, but it certainly it could be something that they get found out against better Asian oppositions, stronger like Evergrande or maybe even some of the J League A League sides. I wonder on on the John Book thing. Also, it's not something I'm particularly familiar with, but the the U twenty three rule about starting a player yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. relying on EJ Sung, but he won't be U twenty three this year. So yeah, after after he just hung, they're actually very, very, very screwed. Um, Tumbuk does not have very many U twenty three players on their squad. Actually, um, after he just hung, um, it's it's a lot of uncapped players. Yeah. So that's I think of pretty of all the teams. Like I actually think Tumbuk's one of the worst off when it comes to the U twenty three role. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a U23 keeper. They have two U. They have um three U23 defenders. 
Right, okay. And and they have like some like they have like one or two players from the academy, but like are they good enough to start? Absolutely not. On Neighbor Sports actually there was an article uh, very recently about like how how the teams are going to adapt to the U twenty three rule. Mm-hmm. And like obviously Poang and like Suwon are completely fine. But Chumbuk is easily the worst off team, I think. Yeah. Uh they had Ijo Young, the fullback. He's still yeah. Then again, that rule obviously does not apply in the ACL, and if that's the real ambition this season, then I think they can, I think they can, you know, absorb the blow in the K League and just use that as rotation. Yeah. Just as a, a clarification, just on my part, the rule is that if they don't start, they can only make two substitutions in a game. Is that right? Is that the penalty? Is that it? I don't know. That's what I read that somewhere. Is that someone said, yeah, if they don't start one, then. They they can only make two substitutions. I know last year was if you didn't have one on the bench, you could only have six subs instead of seven. Which was kind of nothing. So it doesn't yeah. mean anything, yeah. Yeah. So I I I'm not you know, they've also got Chang Yuno who started a lot of uh, last season's games. Uh I think fifteen, sixteen games. He scored a couple of goals, he's twenty years old. So Chang Yunho, yeah, so he's nineteen. Yeah. yeah, okay. And with Kim Bo-gyung's early season injury, he might have to play a role in midfield, right? Yeah, that's actually true, yeah. So, I think... Uh, just throwing it out there, because um, yeah. I think this discussion's over. Uh, for like this youth discussion, that was over. Yeah, yeah. Um, wondering what uh, you guys think about Kim Shunuk's transfer to Chumbuk and whether or not you know it really fits the other transfers they've been making this season. You know, How, how do you think he fits in Chumbuk's system this year and how often he's going to play? in which matches he's going to play. Just a general thought on his transfer. Um, I think I think that the, the Kim shin transfer is it's probably a good bit of business for, for John Book. I know, um, I don't think anyone here is a real big fan of his overall in terms of like the national team, but I think he's proven that he can score in the K-League. I think that's probably why he's there, is mainly he'll be the, the main starter for league games with Yudong Book mainly being for Asia. And that's kind of how he'll rotate the two of them. Really? League Cup kind of thing. Mm. One thing I also noticed, though, in the in their latest ACL match, was that it, it didn't really look like the team had much, you know, structure until Idongguk and Partalu came on later in the match, right? Because Idongguk players play off of him so much better than Kim Shinook. That's true. We, we can always turn to, like, this whole, like, oh, Kim Shinook plays, oh, we must long ball. Like, yeah. We saw a bit of that, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yongu is definitely the more refined player who can score more goals than Kim Shinuk, in, mm-hmm. my, in my opinion, in the K-League right now. We can transition over to FC's Hull, who seemed this season to be the other real contender for the K-League Classic title. Last season, Chumbuk were pretty much write-ins, but this year, uh, especially with a strong early performance in the ACL... Um, people have a lot of optimism about uh, Chumbuk's, uh, about FC Seoul's chances in the league this year, um, especially with Tehan's transfer and Adriana completely on fire. So I'm just wondering what you guys think of uh, FC Seoul's transfer business and uh, their prospects for this season. Just yeah, um, everyone like all the naval articles saying that oh, FC Seoul, I they got a really good transfer squad. They would do so well, and the pressure is like on our team. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what happened if we start having like another slow start or something? But with 
as we saw the um, ACL games, I reckon that we have a really good squad. Our backup team, our reserve team is really good too. So I have really high expectations this year. Well, maybe we can be good contenders to win the league. I, I have to... And I, like, oh, Nicole, are you wearing earbuds or like something on? In, in goalkeeper, what I found quite surprising was oh, like, Yushan, Yushan who transferred in from Incheon. And I know he, he had a good season, but not an exceptional season, not a season that uh, I expected would see him transferred into the second. Uh, well, this season, what seems to be uh, one of the title contenders, and and start regularly. Um, but I noticed that he's actually his vi- the the team's vice captain, whereas Osmar is actually the captain of the team. Yeah, so like- it makes me wonder if, if that he's in the squad because he needs to offer that Korean presence in, in, in the captainship. That's also weird, you know, like, why is a... He, he, he's new to FC Seoul. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's like a sunbae, he's 31, but like, why is a newcomer the vice-captain? That doesn't happen. Especially when Yu Sang-won has been playing very well, so... Like, I, I was like really shocked and like, why? Because everyone knows that um, Yu Sang-won, he's gonna get army soon. So maybe that's why they're trying to bring this goalkeeper in to, like, maybe get to know the team or something. But I don't know. I don't know why. Yusang Young's way better keeper than Yuhan. That's what I think. But I don't know. I don't know what kind of tactic. Maybe because he's got more experience. Yeah. I guess the only feasible reason would be because of the need to have a veteran presence on the pitch, right? Yeah. But... But if we go off what's purely happening off of the pitch, Yushan has made some blunders, and he isn't, you know, the most flexible of keepers. He made a, a an error in the Hiroshima game, especially in the first goal. Um, so we can talk about the new signings as well. They've uh, completely reformed their midfield. They brought in uh, Shin Juno from Pohang, who's doing very, very well to begin the season, and Chu uh, Sejong from Kusan. So I guess we'll let Jay, uh, I don't know. Then think. Any thoughts? Um, well, I mean, it's a good fit for him. I think Seoul, Seoul kind of play a style that suits him. It's a little more direct and takes advantage of his, his longer passing range. And so it's a good fit for him. And I, if you saw my Twitter thing, I kind of wanted a small little just disappointment thing because I mean he's a he's an he's an Anyang kid, so. He grew up a fan, so right. he right. He's always wanted soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a good move for him. My concern for Soul in terms of like their title ambitions and championship hopes would be that I still think there's a slightly uncreative team, and they're fairly rigid because if they play Adriano and Dayan up top, it's neither of them are super mobile, creative types, so. I mean, if they can get good service, they're both, you know, very good finishers. And as we saw in the two ACL games, but against better defenses, I, I do, I wonder maybe if Seoul will, will struggle a little bit to, to create, like, cause we've seen in like past super matches when Suwon really sat deep, that Seoul just really didn't do anything except pass the ball around mm. the midfield. And I could see that happening again. Yeah. Actually. Well then, well, why don't we go on just, I guess just like you can talk about uh, FC Seoul's youth prospects, maybe just you know give us a, a profile on 
player that you'd like to see start? Ah, um, yes, 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 yes. I, I could go on for days about this. But um, for me, <laughs> uh, well, when it comes to FC Seoul, the highlights on the slightly older side will be Shim Jae-hyuk and uh, Hwang Hyun-soo, both from uh, the Seoul High School. Oinho, I think, is, is this whole one. Um, there and Shim Sang-min, I also think he should be playing some more too. But um, the real talents at Seoul are actually Kim Jong-hwan and Im Min-hyuk, who are who are two of the best players in the um, U18 team. Mm. Um, Im Min-hyuk is a very creative. I I don't, I don't want to say Shinji Kagawa, but Shinji Kagawa-esque attacking mid mold. Um, and Kim Jong-hwan has been called the second Lee Chung-young, just for reference. Huh. So yeah. yeah, I think I would love to see them get more playing time. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, we'll just mention the strikers since uh, they, they they seem to be so pivotal to Seoul's chances this season. I'm just wondering, uh, what do you guys think about the Tehan Adriana partnership? I think Jay kind of touched on it, but just you know, is this? Do you guys think that Tehan has? You know the legs to to stay in the K League and 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 play week in week out. Okay, I think first like Dan and Adriana they really work well together. But I don't know. I was like reading some um comments and like news articles about Adriana. And they said that he gets lucky. Like I I don't know, but like he's at he's always at the like right place at the right time. And like there's some things that like he he's not, he doesn't really show he's hundred percent. But I'm just like. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, um, Tim? Because you're like the you're like the Tejon fan. So, like, what do you <laughs> think about Adriana? Is he like a hard worker, or no? I don't think he's a hard worker. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, he he's certainly not a player who just happens to get lucky all the time, right? He didn't just happen to nearly single-handedly promote Tejon, right? He's got qualities to his game. Um, when it comes to hard worker. Uh, I heard in training he did some, like he didn't give his full effort, which really ticked off the, the the new manager, and so that relationship kind of died early, which led to his transfer out of Tejan. Um, in terms of working hard on the pitch, uh, I think his current role doesn't, you know, helps him in the fact that he doesn't need to necessarily, you know, work hard or, or, or track back. Right, his role is really just to play. Highest man up the pitch and, and and score the goals, right? Can I can, can we mention you know because I'm wondering where you know you know fits this year and whether or not it'd be better just to transfer him out because you know they've got two striker positions, right? Uh, and then you have Tan, Adriano, Injute, and Park Chung to fill those roles. So where does you know where does you know fit this year? He really doesn't. Well, like, he's injured right now. He's in rehab, which is really unfortunate. But I don't I don't know. He's got, like, some... On his Instagram, he always, like, uploads these, like, mysterious posts. But I don't know, like, if he should stay in Seoul or go somewhere else because he, he's, like, he's a left-winger and Seoul is not really using any left-wings right now with their formation. No. Yeah. I don't know where he'll fit in. But if, if, if one, like, if, like, Maybe, like, Dale or Adriana, they get injured. Maybe he can play, but he also has to compete with, like, Park Jiong, Yun Jute, so I'm just like, there's no spot for him. 
Oh, he is a fan favorite, sir. He's one of the fan favorites, and everyone's like always curious about him, sir. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was just, it's kind of, uh, well, pun, echoing uh, Nicole's thoughts, is that he just, he doesn't have a spot because he is, he's really a wide forward, wide midfielder. So if Sol's not going to use them, then he, he's not going to fit in. He's not going to be a central midfielder. And he seems like he'd clear behind Pak Young and Yu, uh, for any other fort for the center forward spot. So I think once he gets back from injury, his, Probably just gonna be off to the reserve team, and that'll probably be it. Yeah. Unless he transfers out somewhere. So yeah, he probably does need for his career to transfer because he, at his point in his development, he needs to be starting regularly at the league, not yeah. at some experimental U twenty three development R league kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also playing in the ACL this year with Chungbuk and, and Seoul uh, carrying the flag for the South Korean teams is uh, the Suwon Blue Wings. But they this season have really not invested in their team. And so, Jay, I'm wondering about what you think about their prospects and their chances this season. Um, Suwon, Suwon, I don't know. Suwon's a little hard to figure out because on the one hand, you know, they've been, you know, kind of that second place team for the last couple of years and, they still have, you know, some good players and of course Pan Changun and Yangkyun and Santos, but um they didn't replace Chong Tae Se. I mean they're it seems like they're gonna rely on on the on a what's his name? Kim Gani, yeah. And yeah. so I mean the defense is I mean they got kind of a, a baptism by fire last year because they're all a little bit young. Oh. I mean no I know I know again, no one's fans of Jung Song Ryong, but he was a Grant, and it's no dunk on. I think is a little, still a bit of a wild card, and mm-hmm. how he handles a full season. Yeah. And so, I mean, they should be a good team, but I don't think they'll really make any run for the league title or the ACL either. Yeah, I think Swan. I mean, we we we've we've said this over and over again, but they definitely have the attacking depth. They just do not have the defending depth. Like their entire defense is very young. All their goalkeepers are under 25. You know? Yeah. So, and they have a very unproven striker. So, this one's a big question mark. Yeah, a lot of variables in the team this year, right? And I, I even saw some predictions on, on, on you know, writers for, for various uh, Korean, uh, Hangul Korean football websites, right? And, they're, and they're, some of them had Suwon Luing down at sixth place because they just were so unsure about how the team was going to shake out this year. I've also noticed in the ACL, they've played Kwon Chung-un on the right wing instead of yeah. in the central midfield role, which I really enjoy seeing him play in. And instead, they're going for Lee Jung-sung uh, in central mid instead. So, Jun Sakai, I heard your disapproval. Just... Yeah, I prefer Kwon Chung-un to central mid. I don't think he should play winger. It doesn't suit him. Yeah. I think it takes the punch out of his, out of you know his ability to make those runs from deep and uh, time his runs into the box and he's also very good at, at cleaning up in the defensive midfield right, right. he's not yeah. he, he he's puts in a very good shift um, so and the final team which we haven't mentioned who is carrying the South Korean flag in the ACL it's the Poang Steelers who happen to actually be the most successful club in Asia with three. ACL championships, but this year with the new manager Chu Jinchul, 
it doesn't look like they're going to compete much there, and they're going to have to settle for a fairly, you know, a fairly par performance in the K League as well. Uh, just like they're a very young team, so I guess you can start us off. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's the resident Hwang ish fan here. Um, I think before the ACL started, actually, a Hwang it didn't look nearly as threatening as they should because of, you know, like all these key departures in Shin Jin Ho, uh, Kim Sun you know, like they were all Hocha graduates who all left. So the, the only real like center of the team that's left is Hon Jun Ho. But um, after this whole ACL, the two games actually, it's looking pretty good. Um, not only did they prove that they were they they're still they still have it. Um, they've also debuted. They they gave a lot of debut debuts to a lot of uh, uh high school graduates. So it's looking like a good, pretty good season for them. Um, will they make a deep run in the Asian Champions League? No. Will they win the title? Probably not. But um, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. Jay, thoughts on on Pohan? Um, you know, what could make them successful this year? Yeah, well, I think they're kind of in the same boat as Suwon. It's, they've got a lot of young players, but I feel like Pong maybe is a little bit better structured than Suwon is, as it feels like after watching the two ACL, or, well, one of the ACL, after the ACL games that it feels like they maybe won't be as quite an attacking, exciting team to watch as they were in the past, but yeah, no it's like the... They're, they'll be a little bit more organized, and they'll be a very hard team to beat, but they could maybe be a little more on the draw, boring side to watch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think Pong will be good, but yeah, like Jinsok said, I don't, again, I don't think, don't expect a league challenge or, or ACL run, but no, they should be. I think they'll be a good team this year, yeah. like third, fourth kind of level. Mm-hmm. And their defensive parts have been around for a while as well at the club, you know, but uh, uh Kim Kimonen, uh Kim Gwang yep. You know, they they're they're fairly well established yeah. at the club, right? Especially with, with Shin Hua Yang in net as well, who Shin Hua Yong in net, right? Yong. Yeah, Shin Hua yeah, Yong in net. That's probably the biggest difference between Pong and Suwon is that yeah. Pong is a much more established defense to sort of build off of the the much more younger attacking players and new players where Suwon feels like they have some parts here and there, but you can't really just look at one unit, whether it's attack, midfield, defense, and say, yeah, that's really good for them to build off. It feels like they just kind of stuck what they have to, what they have there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think that wraps up a prime discussion. So, mid-table. Mid-table, mid-table. So... Yeah, so uh, we can talk about Rusan. Rusan is uh, a big wild card. That's kind of going there, yeah. Yeah, I think they're the biggest wild card going into this whole 2016 Champions League because, I mean, 2016 K League season. Um, yeah. So, as most of you probably know, uh, Ulsan is going undergoing major changes. Um, yeah. They got rid of a lot of players and they brought in a ton of new players. Um, so, if Yoon Jung Hwan really gets his stuff together, then Ulsan could definitely be among the top four. I just think it's unlikely. But I just like players that Usan is bringing in. Yeah, me too. But inevitably, there is going to be a lot of turnover, right? Which could make my prediction my prediction a bit, 
you know, uh, far-fetched in some ways. But, you know, I, I, I like how they've decided, okay, well, we saw last year, long ball to Kim Chinook, just didn't work. And, you know, when we had Chaparov and Tarta, it didn't go as well as we would have hoped. So Yu Jung-Wan kind of said, okay, we have to burn this down and build it back up again. And I like the players he's brought in. I like the change he's trying to create in the squad. Uh, I guess the thing is, like I mentioned, there's a lot of turnover this year, so it could be a really slow start. Yeah. Um, but it has to happen or else, because it wasn't working for them. Yeah. I think, ultimately, I kind of view Ulsan sort of like I did last season. They, I think they'll be better this year than last season, but they still have a little bit of uh, wiggle room, if you will. They could be yeah, third, fourth, or down around six, potentially, depending on how it all fits together. Uh, I think they did make quite a few signings, and a lot of them are, I think, good. And I think the K-League's kind of stagnated, so I think a move up the table is in order for them. So they should be good, but I, like Tim said, maybe a little bit of a stutter start to as they kind of piece the new faces together. Right. And, yeah, like, also, he's oh, up, like, jo- joining the squad right too. Like, he's on loan. So I'm just like, hmm, there's kind of, like, expectations on him too. Because he was, like, doing quite well in, like, the first half of the season. I think we should move on to Sungnam next. Sungnam, so, yeah. Yeah, so, Jay, um... I've seen so many posts on the internet where a lot of people are saying that Sungnam is going to be third place. True or saw... false? Well, that would certainly seem to be. They're assuming that Hwang Lijia will will really push on from from last season and be a really dominant striker in the league. It seems like. Um, I I think that's highly ambitious to say Sungnam in the top three. I think there's still probably at best, like a fourth, fifth level, fourth, fifth kind of club. Because I just don't think, I don't think Sagan has the depth to really, really carry out a whole season and win constant enough to be top three. Because, I mean, really, Sagan, no, they they rode Hwang Wee Joe's goals and a very a strong defense. But, I mean, I don't, I'm not convinced that Hong Lee Joe will have a better year this year than he did last year. Tell me, tell me more about the strong defense. I, I've been doing so. I haven't really watched Hongnam much at all last season, but um, I've been doing my research, and um, I cut the so the fact that two of their starting defenders were called out to the national team kind of blew past my radar. Huh. Yeah. yeah um, was it Im Young Sun and and uh, uh, what's Yoon yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, you know, anyway. Yeah, I mean, Sangnam, I think it's it's less about the individual talent, but it's more that, again, their Kimak Bamba's got has them very yeah. organized and well-structured, so it just makes them hard to break down because of the lack of creativity and high-quality attacking players in the league. Mm. But, I mean, I guess the, the wild card with Sangnam's defense, is, of course, is that I know some people don't really rate um, the their goalkeeper whose name is oh, Park Junyak. Yeah. So I, I think he's I gone. Right? See that very mixed reactions. You think he's he's really good or he's he's just average. And so, but I mean, he's he's out this season, and so it seems like most people are expecting Kim Dong Joon to move into it. Actually, I've, actually, I've seen Chung Sang Yeah. So that's more, I'm, yeah, that's uh, a question. 
Yeah, I, my initial yeah bet was that they're going to go more experience, but I mean it's possible. But I yeah. suppose that's the possible kind of wild card for the defense is how they they handle that transition with a a new and potentially very young goalkeeper back there. But uh, we mentioned Kimakbom, and you know, Jinsak uh, showed me this yesterday. These K League capsule videos they have for the previews, right? And actually, Kimakbom, you know, organizing his players at a training session and it's something to behold like it is intense and he has that that old school mentality that uh seems to have survived the test of time in the k-league you know so it it could be interesting to see but you know as jay said you know like it's 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 kind of a sad but potentially valid point that you know k-league teams are not creative and attacking enough to break that down because, I mean, if you think about, like, Incheon, Sungnam, I mean, their their claim to staking the, those fifth, sixth mid-table spots, it really just their organization. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at Incheon, you could say Yonich was a good defender, but, I mean, was there anyone around him that was really special, special defenders? No, Probably not. No, no. And, like, going back three years when, when Busan was around sixth or fifth, they was really the same thing. The team was not special. They just were super organized and defensive, so they could just hold teams out and just draw, 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 or nick a, the goal, the, the one nil here and there. But, I mean, it's just kind of the truth in the way Korean, Korean teams play and sort of the, the deficiencies. And, okay. Okay. Yeah just, one, yeah, just one final point I'd like to bring up uh, in relation to Sungnam's depth. Uh, I, I just did a quick Wikipedia search because I was curious. And so Sungnam scored 41 goals last season, and 15 of them was Hong Yijo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I put that in my preview, yeah. Hong oh, okay. More than a third of their goals. More than a third, yeah. So I guess it raises questions about, you know, secondary scoring, right? And where else are these goals going to come from? So, yeah, I, I, I rest my case that they are more fragile of a team than some people may recognize, but... Yeah, okay, so then I think what we're going to do now is just kind of go through the mid-table, lower mid-table uh, uh, relegation zone kind of teams and just kind of give really general thoughts on, on, on this. Chunnam, what's their key to, to success this season? What could make them possibly challenge for the top half? Um, they, they need to just perform. I mean, they lost Lee Jung-ho and that's a big loss for them in terms of goal scoring. They need uh, Stevo to be consistent and on Young step up Cho Suk Jae who came in I mean and uh, their their other foreigner whose name I forget yeah Odisha Orsic yeah. yeah he needs to they just need to just be consistent and I mean yeah. that gives them a shot at it I don't think they'll, even if I think they all three of them have really good years I don't I still don't think they're probably good enough for top half because the defense is a mess I think so I think Dunham's pretty solid contender for bottom half, regardless. But yeah, you know, so. I think Dunham have a they have a on paper strong attack that needs to be consistent. They also have a good midfield. Um, now, can they defend? Is the real problem? Yeah, they they only have I think this is the lowest in the K League. They only have twenty seven players in the squad, right? And a lot of these players are really untested. Um, so, I guess, uh, Junsuk, do you have one thing, one player in particular that, that you're looking up for this season for Chunnam? 
Oh, yeah, uh, well, there's a couple. Young-ok needs to be more consistent. Cho suk I'm very excited for after his 19-goal challenge season. But um, there's also the 18-year-old Han chan that I will be talking about more. Um, the Korean media calls him the second Ki Sung-young. Um, him and Baek Sung-ho were born on... I don't remember if their birthdays were the same or they were born like a couple days apart, but um, him and Baek Sung-ho are direct rivals. And they're both very talented, so um, excited to see where Han Chan-yi can take things. So. I guess that's it for Chan-nam. Moving on to Incheon, last season they made headlines across the league for their for their, uh, their stoic defense. And uh, they've lost a couple defensive players. Uh, do you think they can emulate last season's success and, um, and, and, and really give some teams uh, some trouble? Uh, anyone? Uh, well, I mean, I suppose so. I mean, again, like like I said before, I think Incheon's strength, like Sungnam's, is just in their organization and their their very defensive mindset. And uh, so I think they can probably give some of the weaker attack teams problems and steal points there. But I don't think there'll be anything spectacular this year either. I think more of the same for Incheon. Yeah, that's what I think too. Mm-hmm. Slightly boring, I think. Yeah, yeah, they they play a very boring brand of football, right? But um, they they rather than that Vietnamese talent, uh, Luong Chuan Chong, I can't say his name. Um, but if that, I guess one storyline to follow uh, about Inchon this season is if they're Inchon self-proclaimed, you know. Oh, we can have so much merchandise and revenue, you know, might even get some support within uh, a Vietnamese diaspora and in Korea, and, and we can see how that foray into the Southeast Asia market will work out. Uh, otherwise, there's not much reason, if you're an uh, up-and-coming or kind of distant K-League fan, to really pay much attention to Incheon this year, yeah. so, otherwise... But um, like Kevin, Kevin's such a decent player though. Yeah. I watch him. And I'm like, wow, he's he's really he's really good and hardworking. But he can't like carry the team, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know, Incheon. Yeah, Kevin Norris is very very good. He he's very good. He's the reason why Incheon can nick victories, right? But like I said, it, it I think like people have said. Uh, here and in the past, you know, he can't. He, 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 there needs to be something else, right? There needs to be more midfield creativity. They're, they're going to go on and try to challenge for top six or whatever. So, um, uh, hypothetical: if the defense collapses, do you think they could be legitimate relegation candidates? Oh yeah, I think so. Well, well. We'll be a, if their defense collapsed, they'll be a candidate. I think they could probably still they could avoid it because of there's I think there's a couple of teams weaker than them. Yeah, that's but a thing. I think because like Nicole said, Kevin Orris is a, a player that can you know nick them games and wins here and there. So and I mean so it's, they I don't think if the defense fails, then I think they're going to be yeah ninth, tenth, thereabouts. Yeah. With a good defense, they're probably around seventh again. Yeah. Okay, uh, Cheju, um, are they as legit as their manager seems uh, to proclaim them as? As a team that who could 
you know, make the ACL this season finish top three? Is this just kind of blind ambition or just, uh, or does it have some material behind it? To me, it's, it's, um, a little over ambitious. But the truth is, Jeju did do very well this transfer window. So I think they will definitely be better than mm-hmm. last year. Um, the question is, can they make ACL? I think it's unlikely, but um, it's definitely possible. Jay? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Jeju will be a team I am very interested in because people don't know I'm moving back to Korea at the end of this month and I'll be moving to Jeju, so... Do you so have season you tickets? Um, no, I did not buy a season ticket. I, couldn't, you know, usually, I, don't know, I don't think they're offering the shirt this year. Anyway. Really? Oh, what is so that? sad. I don't know. Anyway, so I, there's some weird team I'll be, I'll be seeing a lot more of this year. Um, I think, you know, like, like Chinsok said, I think ACO is probably a little overambitious for them. I think top six, though, is well within their, their grasp. Absolutely. I mean, losing Ricardo Lopez, Jun Bikram, and uh, Jovanovic was certainly a blow for them. But, I mean, Ichang Min would be a very good addition, and Kim Won-nam should be able to add some goals here and there. And so. Kwon Yong Hyun, I'm very interested in as well, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. And yeah. so I think Jeju, it's kind of the trick with the K League that there's so many of those kind of like middle, good teams that, I mean, they could certainly end up like fifth or again. But they could also, if things don't quite work out for them, end up like seventh. So, yeah, it is incredibly hard to distinguish between one of these mid-table teams, and it really comes down to, you know, execution than anything else. And uh, the general consensus across, you know, commentators is that uh, the three relegation candidates this year will be Gwangju and the newly promoted Suwon FC, and of course the Army Club, also uh, promoted. Uh, Sangju Sangmu, uh, Suwon have made some interesting additions in the transfer window when it comes to foreign players. Sangju, of course, are the army club, so we'll see how that goes with uh, in and out, uh, you know, player leaving mid season. So uh, we'll just open the floor. Thoughts on these three teams and which two are going to be 11th and 12th? Probably oh. Sangju and, and, and Sangju will be the two that go down, or that will be 11th and 12th. Yeah. I mean, I suppose one of them could survive the playoff, but history says no. Um, Sangju, I'll start with Sangju because I kind of looked up them. Uh, Sangju, I think, will be a little interesting because, I mean, the problem with Sangju is always that they have that massive turnover in August, September when players leave. And so, like, at the beginning of the year, I think their team will be quite good. Because they have still an attack like Isan Gi and Im Sang Hyuk, who have been were both very good, high quality attackers, and then they picked up a few good players in the during this last intake in December. Lee Kyung Yeol, uh, Im Sung Tech, and who else did they get? Choi Young Chol, and some others. So I mean, they have some good players in their roster, but Sang Ji's problem is always, like I said. They're going to lose half of them in September. And then, so I think, like, the last time they came up, they'll be good for, like, the first couple months, but then they'll just slowly fade, 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 and end up in the relegation spot again. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, uh, I think yeah. Swan FC is going to be very interesting, though. Are these foreign yeah. players, Are they? how are they going to play? You know, to 
big question if they can replace yeah. all the players that left last season. Yeah, yeah I have mad respect for Swan FC because they haven't gone out there and just hired four, assigned three random Brazilians, right? And say, yeah. well, we'll put you in the squad and see how it goes. They, they seem to have done a bit more extensive scouting or they, they've, they've tried players who have a proven record instead of you know, just looking at the latest Brazilian second, third division uh, last year's side because they literally have, are going to lose uh, after uh, after Kim Jong-un leaves. They're going to have their front six from last season, their first choice front six yep, from last season yeah. are all gone, right? So it's remains to be seen how it, it's a huge task for the manager, Jokje, uh, and so we'll see how that goes for Swan FC. Um, also to watch to be a Swan Derby. That would be very interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Kwangju, does anything have anyone to say about Kwangju? They seem weaker than last year. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of glancing at some of the, the transfer list that Kaylee United put together for them. And I mean, Cho, Chong Joku, Kim Min I don't know. I mean, I just can't see. <laughs> I just, it's hard to see them really being anything other than in the relegation. Relegation, yeah. So, I mean, I know they got off to like a good start and then they kind of caught people off, but then they really faded. And I don't know, you just don't feel like they're going to catch anyone off this year and they'll just struggle. It'll be a little bit painful for the, for Takeuchi and Guangzhou fans. So the two teams that we are going to see, that we believe that we will see 11th and 12th this season are, Jinsa, you can go first. Uh, Gwangju, Sangju. Jay. Yeah, same. Gwangju in the live in the playoff. Sangju uh, getting dropped. Uh, Nicole. Um, Sangju and Cheonam maybe. Okay. Um, I in my previews I put Suwon FC eleven. And Sangju 12th, I kind of gave Kwangju the benefit of the doubt. Um, so we, we've done the bottom, let's go to the top. Who are who is going to win the K-League Classic this season? Uh, Jinsuk. Jungbuk. <laughs> Jungbuk. Jay? Yeah. The ACLs made me waver a little, but I'll, I'll stick with, with Jungbuk. Nicole? Paul. <laughs> so, of course. Yeah, uh, I think Jungbuk's in it, in it for the long haul. So I'll, I'll say Jungbuk as well. Um, and then ACL, I guess we can name the two other teams who will get those top three berths uh, in the ACL. Uh, Jinsuk? Wait, wait, the two other teams will get the, second and third. third? Yeah. Second From, and third, okay. Yeah, um, Seoul, Pohan. Seoul, Pohan, J. Uh, yeah, Seoul, Pohan. Nicole? Um, Jeonbuk and Pohan. Okay, I went. I went Seoul and Suwon. Um, is there any, any other predictions to do? Busan to win the challenge. <laughs> yeah. FA Cup. Who's gonna win the FA Cup? <laughs> that's always a. Uh, that's, that's such a that's a random. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Seoul has a good chance. Okay, Jay, you're gonna find some random prediction and put it in there. Yeah, I guess Seoul. So Nicole. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. Tejan. Uh. 
want a bet on it? Uh, it just depends on, on on form and how seriously managers take it and you know, the luck of the draw as well. Um, but I'd love to see a challenge club win it for once. Our traditional Taiwan last call, last thoughts on K-League or something else they want to mention in a podcast that has nothing to do with the K-League. Anything. Uh, whoever wants to start first. Uh, uh, Alright, well, I'll go first. Um, if you're in Korea... Go to the game and don't watch baseball on your phone, please. <laughs> Just go. It's cheap. It's only, what, on one, I think, for most games. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. It's, really, it's really affordable. Yeah. At most, I mean, most of them offer discounts if you have certain credit cards or memberships at various cheap locations that you probably do. So you'll just go a few times. Maybe you'll like it. Who knows? Support local football. Yeah. Yes. Suck. Um, yeah. I want to say the same thing. The 2016 K-League is going to be... It's definitely going to be one of the most exciting yet. So, yeah, it's going to be very good. Cool. That's cool. Last thoughts. The only thing is, like, Shinji is doing so well right now, but he's going to leave in, like, a couple of months. So I just, I just like, thinking, like, what club will he go? Does anyone know where he's going? Wait, like, Shinjuno? He's leaving. He's going to the army, right? In mid. Uh, oh, yeah. He has, he has military duty soon. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, he has military duty soon. So I'm just like, whoa, who's going to replace him? Yeah. That's my only worry right now. Okay. That's, That's all. His worry. Uh, uh, my last call. Uh, mini rant about the kits this season. Tejons are literally the same as, very, very similar to last season. And they've added a random gold trim, which is... I'll just, if I can throw like a second yeah. last call, just on the attendance thing, because it's just something that I, I just noticed it, is also, it's not lost on, on the players also about the lack of spectators. Because uh, Ewan Young, who's the the captain of Busan Air Park, um, posted on his Instagram, he went, he was at, he was in Japan, he was at the Arawa game, and he posted a picture of the stadium, and he wrote, like, when are we going to see this? in the K-League in Korea. And so yeah. it was a little depressing. Yeah, it is that depressing. Even the players are wondering when they'll get that kind of attention and support. So, Yeah, yeah. And, and these players deserve it. All right, then I think we can wrap up there on that fairly depressing note and uh, continue to follow our Tavern at the Tega Warriors website, takeupwarriors.com, and our Twitter handle, at takeup underscore warrior. Um, and uh, stay tuned for all the Korean football news you can get on our site and our Twitter. So thank you for listening, and chan kai